Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. <laughs> Hello world, we're live, it's Tuesday, and of course, I, I absolutely was thinking today, will I say hello world? And there it is. I manifested it. Hello, hello, hello. I, I don't know about you, Molly, but today I'm ready for it all. I'm ready for the breathing. I'm ready for the reflection questions. I'm ready for the meditation. I am so open and feeling incredibly receptive. I don't know if it was the kind of sleep or lack thereof I got last night. Um, or the conversations, but I just, I feel like electric for today. I love that. That makes me want to sing, you know, when I rock on to electric. Electric Avenue. Yeah. So today we're talking about becoming. We are, I know we have so many things to talk about around that. So let's start with our centered breathing fabulousness and i will try not to giggle <laughs> i saw your note last week about um, all my faces my facial expressions while you're guiding us breathing i thought that was funny i'm like yeah, oh, i never really noticed that well, it's funny because you know i've said this but i can't see what you know is happening in, in Live. um and so i go back and look at the comments and i was looking at um the you know the recording with the breathing and it was so cute uh, you were like giggling the entire time we were doing the breathing it reminded me of when i used to teach uh, yoga for the children yeah the, with these little half snickers and smiles it's pretty awesome yeah well i i'm all for that all for childlike breathing <laughs> so what do you have for us today all right, so because of the idea of becoming, um, we're gonna go back to our alternate nostril breathing, but we're going to be adding a layer of intent and or a layer of, a layer of understanding, if you will. And so when alternate nostril breathing, the idea is that we are balancing our left and our right sides. So our left is associated with our feminine ability to um, imagine, our feminine ability to dream, our feminine sort of the, um, the creator within us, if you will, the creatrix. And then our right side is our masculine energy and our, our ability to will, right? To have something, to take the idea and move it into action. So, you know, when people who are, are able to um, take their ideas and do them, that's actually a representation of being very balanced in both our feminine and our masculine energies, right? Yes. Um, so a lot of times we talk about 
um, that, right? But this is not male and female. This is masculine and feminine energies. So when we're doing alternate nostril breathing, the intent is that we are using our breath to balance our left and our right sides, our masculine and our feminine energies. So again, left is feminine. It's our lunar side. It's our ability to imagine and create. And then our right side is our masculine energy. And this is our ability to will and um, to do. So that's the layer of intention. So Vishna Mudra, Vishna Mudra. So um, it's where, so I like to go like this. So the thumb on the right nostril, we're going to breathe. <laughs> so, and, and anybody else who's doing this with us and you feel silly, then we love you because it, it does feel silly, but it's, it really is a powerful breathing technique for balance. So thumb on our right nostril, close that right nostril, inhale completely up and through the left nose. Take that ring finger, hold and plug the nose, bring your awareness up into the space between your brows, your mind's eye, release the thumb, exhale completely through the right. Inhale the right nose, hold and close, awareness at the space between the brows, release the ring finger, exhale completely left. Inhale the left, hold and close, Exhale completely right. Inhale right. Exhale, hold and close. Release, exhale left. Inhale left. Hold and close. And exhale completely right. Inhale right. Hold and close and exhale completely left and let's so when you do this on your own do it either nine rounds for nine minutes or 90 minutes but let's do this in consecutive or of nines because that's kind of a magical number it's creator number okay. and so when we're talking about becoming right and balancing these energies we're aligning our masculine and our feminine energies okay hold the phone did you just and say somebody actually can sit and do that for 90 minutes? Yeah. That's part of a pranayama practice, a breath work practice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even imagine that. Oh, yes. When I was doing my yoga teacher training, which is also a nine-month training, right? This is my, my first one, which is like a 200-hour program or something. Um, yeah. I mean, we would have to sit and do breath work for hours every night. So... It's serious. I, I do. <laughs> First, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you have to click the link inside the show notes so that you can watch exactly how this breathing technique works. If you don't already know, uh, because it is, it's actually the first like, um, physically involved breathing I ever learned. And, uh, like way back when Andrew and I actually first started dating, um, and I, we did have to sit. I don't think it was 90 minutes, but I, it felt like an eternity. It was probably 10. Uh, and, and, and I remember thinking back then, this was like 20 years ago. And I yeah. remember thinking back then, when will I have reached the point in my life where I can sit that long and not be thinking about, oh my God, this is so long. 
Well, and I, I haven't reached it yet, clearly, because I'm blown away about 90 minutes. But I, I could, I could definitely see your nine minutes, and I will do that this week. That is, I am definitely going to do that. Start with nine plus, <laughs> go to nine minutes, and eventually you'll be at 90. But you know what? Here's here's what's beautiful about that is my teacher always says that the asanas, the physical postures, the the prep, it is preparation so that you can actually sit in either meditation or pranayama without being, um, without your back like talking to you, without your your hips screaming at you, right? So um, <laughs> the whole aim is to learn how to go inward, so. I love that. Well, and what, what I love about learning these different types of techniques every week is that they're not all for everyone in the current season we're in. However, we're always becoming a different version of ourselves, even every minute. And so uh, going back and like this, this last weekend, I built a playlist on the, it was, it's like some new creator store, a studio option inside Facebook pages that allows you to kind of gather all of your uh, videos, like in a series and put them in a playlist. And I was like, oh, how fun. I think I'll do that. And so I started watching each one as I was going and I, and I was like, we've done so many different kind of breathing techniques. And there's a lot Very more. <laughs> I'm trying to repeat a couple so that people can gain some mastery, um, you know, and, and aligning them to the topic. But um, as far as I'm concerned, alternate nostril breathing should be part of your daily practice. So. Yeah, well, it, it definitely pulls you into being in the moment because you're thinking, okay, I've got my thumb, and now I got to switch and I'm going to hold and then I got to exit. Like, it really brings you into the moment. And that's one of the things that I think is so beautiful about our topic today. Uh, however, before we get into that, what are you sipping over there? I, I just saw a quick. Oh yeah, actually it's super yummy. It is um, actually, I'll pour some. It's a beautiful white tea, uh, a white blend with tangerine. So it has some, even though it's 150,000 degrees here in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and this is a hot tea, it is still refreshing, so. I love it, and I love, is that roses on your cup? It is roses, yeah, they're pink roses, and it is because tomorrow is Mary Magdalene's feast day. So I am honoring the sacred feminine um, with the rose. I love that. Uh, I was actually just reading about the Rose of Sharon yeah. This morning, because it's uh, it's related, it's in the same family as St. Johnport, and and I didn't realize there was so much of that growing wild here in oh. my neighborhood, and so I just kind of went down, you know, one of those rabbit holes where you start reading, and and uh, there is outside of what's actually in the Bible, a lot of the scripture that wasn't included in that particular book. There is, I love all of the the Gnostics, the mysticism. Yes, it's so beautiful. It yeah. really is so incredible. And the, uh, as you know, because you rec recommended it, I've been reading Mary Magdalene Revealed, and I love, I love this author. She's so mm -hmm. sassy, and and I really love how she talks about Jesus and how she questioned her, um, you know, kind of her, not her authorities, but but really her teachers along the way about like, so tell me more about this, and how do you see this with. You know, in in this story or that story, and then how she brings it right back to this this beautiful book that Mary Magdalene wrote. That's so amazing. I, I I really I love that. I did 
I saw the, you sent me something about how your group is celebrating her feast tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I think she, she must have talked about it in the book or, oh no, I actually watched a documentary on Mary Magdalene and oh. it, 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 it talks, there's a ton of them on Netflix and oh. Amazon Prime. There are tons. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed. And, and it was talking about the feast. You know, because all of the saints have a feast day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they all must feast. <laughs> and so I thought, hmm, I wonder what, what, what we'll do. So we'll be doing something here too. I'm not sure what it will be, but. Well, you can also join that too. You can join that group. It's actually open to the public if you want to join my group for the day. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. that yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That. That be my teacher and all of that stuff. And it'll be super oh, great. Fun. Perfect. Well, maybe put a uh, link in the sh uh, uh, comments underneath the show. So if anybody else is thinking, what are those ladies talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, first of all, white tea is one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. And I was actually vacillating between a white tea that I have that's a white jasmine tea Ooh. and and my um, passion fruit uh, hibiscus basil tea that I made today. I made that today. Yeah, but I was good. thinking about my white jasmine. Maybe I'll have that next. <laughs> I have to turn off my black. Um, I'll, I'll do, oh, is that what that sound was? That's funny. Um, so, so while you're doing that, I'm going to read the affirmation today because I, I actually have been loving the engagement on this affirmation. I actually went back to what it was that last year and what it was this year. Yeah. And of course, uh, it's different because we're in a very different place. Yes. coming right um 2019 when it was released for the first time everyone was like bursting because the market was hot and you know everyone's businesses were on fire and ah, everything was just go 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 hustle 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 and so the the conversation underneath the post was very much like that right whereas this year um and the affirmation goes like this I am ready to enter a new phase of my life and become the best version of myself in this season. I am all in heart, soul, body, and mind. And this time I decided to ask some more questions right at the beginning, uh, mainly, how do you feel when you read this one? Because one of the things that we've talked about many times on the show is really when we're doing affirmations to be in a place where we are feeling the feeling we will feel when that affirmation is true. So mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes we can, we're already a place where we believe we are enough, that we are worthy. Like we are in that place today and we are saying it and we're like, hell yes I am. But there are other days, it could be the very next day where you see that affirmation and you're like, yeah, I don't feel it today. But this one, I, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was, was tickled, I'd say, and how people were so responsive to this one this week. Right? And it was a lot of it was really the love for it. Right. But yes, we're, we're already to kind of hatch from our houses. <laughs> like, you that know, we're on hatch. Isn't I, love it? I love it too. And, and there was a lot of, of affirming responses like, yes, I am ready, ready, ready. And all cats readies where, where I feel like we've had this, um, this time to reinvent a lot of things about who we are and where we want to go next. And now people are ready to take steps. 
they're ready to take those steps. And I love that people aren't waiting until we're at whatever phase, phase four, is that when everyone gets to go outside in, in mass? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what phase, the, the, you know, for safety, but I feel like everyone's kind of in that phase in this reinvention and in this, this reset time. And I could not be thrilled. Or maybe I could be more thrilled, but I'm so thrilled. How's that? <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah, it's just so beautiful. I mean, it just, you know, for me, I just, when I read your words, um, you know, it's always, there's always the dark and the light, right? We're having this thing happen and then also people are finding themselves within it. And it's just not always one or the other. Um, and for me, I just think that's super cool, you know, that even these like, you know, dark times in lots of ways, um, you know, people are sort of emerging and embracing that what would normally be something that we would run from, but we're kind of running into it because we don't have a choice, right? So we're not just waiting. You're like, well, I don't have a choice to go through this other than through it. So I'm going to do that. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. And I, and I would, like the first reflection question that was asked this week was really, what do I need to release as I step into this new place, this new phase, this new, this newest yep. version of me, right? And I love that so many things that we've talked about leading up to today, the, the shedding of all of this extra, right? Mm. And we actually interviewed Pat Heller. I don't know if you've actually met Pat in person. Um, no, but we just became friends on Facebook. Oh, excellent. Yeah, she's, she is divine. And she, we interviewed her on the, the Woman Up Facebook Live series last week on Friday. I'll drop the link in the comments so everyone can take a peek at that. There was a point where she was, she was realizing all of the things that had to be let go. And, and, and it, was, it was fun because she basically talked about her, her fingernails, right? Like she... Um, there's so many women who have gotten, you know, they get the acrylics or yeah. gels or whatever, like, you know, they yeah. go in and they sit and yeah. Um, My daughter does that. yeah. And, and that so many women have stopped doing that and that they're, they're looking at their natural nails for the first time. I mean, some women in maybe 30, 40 years, I mean, I don't, I don't know how long that's been going on, but I know some women have been having, you know, getting the long nails since Edward Scissorhand time. So, um, <laughs> but this thought, this thought is, scary. I actually have amazing nails and hair. Like I get, I just, it's, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't have anything special in my diet. I don't take a vitamin. It's really, I say it's my grandpa, my Italian yeah. grandpa. You're lucky. <laughs> Yes, I know it. Believe me, I know it because some women spend a lot of money, but there's this, this, um, what do we need to release? So if I, if I want to step more authentically into who I am, what do I, what am I car carrying now that it just simply doesn't fit? And that could be, could be your nails. It could be your hair color. It could be your wardrobe. Could be your wardrobe. I wore Frankie today. <gasps> oh, there she is. <laughs> So for those of you uh, who have not met Frankie before, Frankie is a caftan, a moo-moo, uh, whatever you want to call her. And I got her, my mom and I actually, she visited a couple years ago and we binge watched um, Grace and Frankie together and laughed our tushes off. And while we're watching that show, we're like, we need some Frankie clothes. And so we literally, I, I, I got this at Ross 
I got it at Ross. Uh, and it's, it was, I don't know, in their nightgown section or something. Oh <laughs> and it was like $8 and 99 cents. And I saw her like from across the room and I was like, there's my Frankie. <laughs> well, I have Frankie ever since I saw your Frankie years ago. Yes. And I just haven't, yeah. I haven't, I haven't committed. Yeah. I, I imagine that my entire wardrobe will eventually be some version of, of this. Like okay. there is, it's so freeing mm -hmm. and so feminine and yeah. yet so wild, right? Like there's, there is this, I feel like I should be standing with my hands in the air in front of a bonfire or something, you know? <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. <laughs> right? And you know, it's, it was a huge, the wardrobe was a huge shift for me. And I, I actually remember telling you this when I slowly started to say, I, I, it's time for me to change from the black and white polka dots and, and kind of this costume that I was wearing to speak. And it was very kind of forties, like fifties pinup. And I realized it was, it wasn't fun anymore. Mm. I, having pack for it wasn't fun anymore. It required so much stuff. I was like, why am I carrying all this stuff? Like it was hard for me to put my suitcase up. I'm like, this is silly. Why am I doing this? Because people expected it. Mm. Oh, I love it's, this. And it's and I going. realized <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to go. I don't I don't really want anything like that where where something that that made me feel fun and free and and a, a little bit fancy you know, with the crinoline and, you know, the, the fishnet, the, the nude fishnets, which I loved. And I just realized it was becoming a cage. And that this, I love this style when my husband would take me out, we'd go somewhere for a fancy dinner and, you know, it'd be like, la la, like, I'm not wearing a simple black dress, watch this, woo! That it became something that I was requiring myself to do. And so what, what, is, what are you, what do you have that you need to release like that, that is no longer bringing you joy? Yeah, I love that. Well, sometimes I don't know, right? And so then the my my meditation or prayer becomes, you know, releasing that which no longer serves my greatest good or my highest purpose or my, you know, my highest good. Because sometimes we don't even um, know what's holding us back. <laughs> um, you know, we're just True. too close. It's we're in it, and so adding that, you know, like you know, the willingness or releasing your will to release that which no longer serves your highest good um, is a beautiful thing to add to your, um, you know, your prayer or intent. But you know what? We were having a conversation that I want to um, address, if you will allow me um, to go there, is this idea of being in our largeness. We were having that conversation earlier this week, and there's a really beautiful book um, by Sue Monk Kidd called The Book of Longing. And the character in the book, um, well, you and I both loved this book. I gobbled it up. I could not put it down. It was the first book, in a, and I, I, read a, I read a lot of books, but this is the first book I can remember falling in love with, like truly in love with again. Yes. Um, and so, um, but in the, the character talks about, you know, being in her largeness, right? And yes. Um, while I was driving to my office today and there's a song coming on about the greatest gift we can give to the world is by being in our fullness, in our largeness. But so many of us, you know, are trapped still in the garb or the nails or the routine or the status or the things, right? 
which then keep us stuck in what the patriarchy, you know, man-made world expects of us instead of being able to be free in our Frankies, you know, and, you know. <laughs> yes, I know. Well, the, the thing with, so you're referencing Anna's prayer, right? So in, in that time frame, and, and the character in this book, for those of you who haven't read The Book of Longing yet, is, uh, is the fictional story of Jesus' wife, whose name is Anna in the story. And it, Sumant Kidd is a brilliant writer. Brilliant she, writer. And she researched, I, I was listening to Free Cookies. Do you listen to that podcast? No, I don't, but I Oh my gosh, it. they are, oh my gosh. It's uh, the, these two women, they're a couple, and they have, they are like, <laughs> the cookies thing is one loves chocolate chip cookies, the other one loves oatmeal raisin. It's all, it's this, that's a crazy thing that's woven every single time. Like they ask every guest, chocolate chip cookie or oatmeal raisin? Anyways, uh -huh. these, two, these two gals who have very, um, very complimentary, and very, very different perspectives on books that they've read. They had Splint Kid on and they were both, they were like just drooling all over her, right? Just as we would be if we were interviewing her. Because they were like, oh my God, we love you. <laughs> and they're like, talking and about- And they over, we're just like- <laughs> Yes, well, that's pretty much what they were saying, right? Is that it was like, um, you know, here's the thing, when you, when you write a character like this, when you write, when you write about a character that there are a, a lot of people are going to be very upset. Yes. That you wrote a fictional story about Jesus, that he possibly had a wife. And she has the most beautiful answers to every one of these, these questions. Right. And, and it comes out in this interview that she does uh, with these two gals on free cookies. I will again, drop the link into the show notes, into the comments below, because it is, absolutely worth your listening to. And so she prays this prayer and, and the prayer is started because her, her auntie, her auntie uh, gives her this uh, incantation bowl. Yes. Uh -huh. And back in the day, which I, I didn't know, I had of course researched because I'd never heard of this before. I've never heard of incantation. Like I think of that and I think, oh my gosh, witches. Ah, like I'm going to be burned at the stake because, uh, patriarchy, uh, misogyny, uh, all of the things. Anyway, she writes this beautiful, um, this beautiful prayer and it, the bless the largeness inside of me is part of that prayer. And I remember like listening to that the first time and it took my breath away. And, and what's so beautiful is in this interview on cookies, she's saying, you know, like every woman has largeness inside her yes all of us do it's just some of us have decided to tame that largeness to yeah. hide that largeness to yeah. to uh put her shame in a cage of some sort yes shame it fear it yeah. well we we really have been taught that you know, women are to cross their legs or at least they're across their, their legs, their ankles. And we're meant to fold our hands in our lap. Like we're supposed to get as small as possible, yeah. take as small of space as possible. And I remember I can, like now as an adult, I can remember being a child sitting in the pew at church and wanting to, my, wanting to make my print, my footprint, my butt print as small as possible. 
like really just bringing everything in and looking at people next to this, like, or when I would cross my legs, how high is my leg? I need to make it smaller. Like being very, very aware of the space I was taking up and trying yeah. to make it as small. And, and, re and remember thinking, this is so ridiculous. Why are the guys, I mean, the guys fold their legs like in a double angle. Yes. And take yeah. like three people space and their arms are way out here. And, and, yeah. and I remember questioning it, but yet still falling back in line. My, my yeah. largeness was like, oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, especially like as women in business, right? Like we are sort of taught to, you know, raise our hands and speak when spoken to, you know, there, I mean, and, I mean, like this is subtle, like, don't get me wrong. Like it's very subtle and cultural where we're, we're meant to be nice. Right. And I definitely struggle with being a nice person. Um, but um, my friend, Margaret McNabb, she is six one, I think. Um, and she, you know, said the most brilliant thing to me one time, cause I was, you know, saying I was struggling um, being heard around the table, you know, and that I would say something and there would be like crickets. And then my counterpart would repeat it in the exact same words. And then everybody would be like, oh yeah, great, great thinking. And I was like, is this like a twilight zone? Like it, you know, is, am I, am I like, is the major glitching? Like what is happening here? You know, that this dynamic is at play. I didn't realize that it was a thing, you know, um, but it is. Um, but she said that when that happened to her, she just stood up. She's like, stand up, Molly. Like, like when that happens, she takes up the space in her six foot one frame and she's eye to eye or taller and she steps into her power. Right. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm only five, five, being able to stand up and sort of take my space and be grounded, I'm holding a far different energy than I am sitting around the table with my hands in my lap waiting to be heard. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I do yeah. think there's much power in that. And so the women who are, you know, physically six feet, six, one, you know, own it, embrace that because it puts you equally feminine, you know, your, your, your actual physicality as equals. And I just think that is so incredibly powerful. So. Yes. Yes. Amen. Uh, we, when I was in my twenties, I was an executive recruiting at um, a very large telecommunications company in California. And there was a guy in the room. Um, I'm going to call him BJ. Uh, <laughs> think about that, please. I'm going to call him BJ. Um, <laughs> and and it, he it, that was his MO was to listen mm -hmm. and then paraphrase and take the idea as his own. So we would actually just go, oh, you just got BJ'd. <laughs> like in the, in the meeting, he would do, it was like he was known for that. And, and he'd been talked to about it, but he, it was just ingrained in how he did things and he was not changing. And so the, yeah. I, I, I wish I would have heard this 20 years ago when I was sitting around those tables, because especially back then I was wearing, you know, three inch heels. So I was easily six feet tall. Yeah. And then with my red fiery hair, he would have been like, what the heck just happened to me? Uh, I hope yeah. this is, is speaking into somebody who is in a corporate setting like that. And, you know, you can still stand on Zoom. I know. Well, I mean, like stand up and be counted, right? Like yeah. if someone is taking your idea or if they're not hearing you, take up space, be in your largeness. I mean, you know, like that little girl in the pew trying to make the smallest footprint she possibly can, you know, and I remember like, 
you know, there was a, my little friend in kindergarten, her name was um, Holly McClure. I always wanted to be Holly, not Molly, but, um, you know, she was teeny, teeny, tiny. And I remember even in pictures, like trying to make my frame smaller because I was trying to be like Holly. And, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those weird things. It's like, no, ladies, you know, part of being in our largeness is a being and giving ourselves permission to take up the space yeah. that we are meant to take up right yeah. to to show up whole and filled and um you know so that we can actually you know give that to energy um to others and when you see someone you know shrinking in their space you know when we can safely touch again right <laughs> hold them up you know yeah yeah you know what's so interesting is when uh sarah and i are doing woman up events it's something that i remember mentioning it to her like why are you like slouching like what's going on yeah. with that and it's yeah. the same, it's the same exact thing it's like yeah. we, we were both doing it like if we're because we're both very tall five nine i think she's five nine too um but so we were and i started seeing it and i'd be like you're doing it we're and so you know, we're like you know shoulder back quick <laughs> like in, in yeah. standing up and and so it is a very powerful suggestion is to watch each other, right? Guard each other, hold that space for each other and say, I, I see you. And, and so I, while you were, um, while you were sharing that, I pulled up the, the, the prayer because I want to read it because it's so good. And I don't want to get up and get, because I have it on my shelf, right? Right there. No, oh, I love it. Um, so for those of you who, who haven't read it, this, this is the prayer that we're talking about. It's bless the largeness inside me no matter how I fear it. Bless my reed pens and my inks. Bless the words I write. When I am dust, sing these words over my bones. She was a voice. Mm. So good. Yes. I too, when I first read that in that book, it was like the resonance inside of my bones. Yeah. I mean, like I felt those words so profoundly, you know, I just, was like, it's like it woke a part of me up. Um, yes. And yeah. that is why it's so important for us to, to read. I mean, it's such a great example of, you know, one of the things that, that I decided in this time was that I was going to re-engage with fiction. I, I noticed that, oh, you know, especially since starting my own company, yeah. I have been obsessed with reading business books. And, yeah. and it got to the point where I was like, I can't read another book. Like, and then it started to not even resonate with me. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't, this whole idea of a five-year plan, it just, ugh, I couldn't, I, I still do not connect to that. Like, I, I simply don't connect to that. I get up and, and do my rituals and, and talk about the days. So, um, when when I decided, in, especially in our shelter in place, our, our time at home, I was like, I need to read more fiction and and or memoir type books, right? Where someone sharing their life or their journey. And, you know, obviously Untamed was in that Dance of the Dissident Daughter, which is also by Sumi Kid. I had mm -hmm. actually read that, I don't know, 15 years ago, and it did not resonate with me. I couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't go there because I was like, oh my gosh, did she just say the word goddess? Ah! Like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it. But I had been trained to think uh, that a lot of these things were, um, 
or sinful, if you will. And it's part, part of my journey. And I, I don't have any, any regret or shame or anything on any of the things that I learned in the past or how I lived before, but becoming this new version of myself has been has a lot to do with a lot of the things that I've read and researched, right? Really understanding the context to the content I'm, I'm consuming has been such a journey. And that is a huge part of becoming the next me, right? I totally agree. And that it should be a cycle, right? Um, we know that there's nothing that is that uh, everything is in constant motion um, at the very, very most at the quantum level, right? It's all just vibrations and that everything is in constant motion. So we are always evolving, period, right? So whether we acknowledge it consciously and participate in our own creating or we are unconscious and asleep and reacting, but it still is in constant motion. Um, and so we should be constantly evolving. And, you know, I'm reading two books right now. I'm reading The um, Burning Woman, which is... Um, like singing to my soul and I am reading a very funny um, it's not a funny book but it's the feminine utopian project um, and it's all of these crazy profound smart women talking about what a world with feminine reign would look like um, <laughs> and I'm not talking about women I'm talking about feminine again we're talking about masculine and feminine yeah. Yes, and understanding yeah. that that is a law of the universe, that we each are both masculine and feminine. It's part of the seventh law of genderism or yes. generation, however you, however you know that. Um, and that our, we are just really out of whack as individuals and as a society. And we are very dominantly masculine as a society. Yes. And we have to pull that feminine back into it. And I do think that's part of the reason why women are rising. Um, is because um, we are sort of leading that. But that doesn't mean that's male and female. That, I mean, just to be really, really clear. Um, men are also having to be balanced um, and tapping into their feminine selves. Um, yes. As, so. Well, because as a society, we've said men who, who exhibit feminine traits or feminine yes. energy are not worthy of being in power positions or leaders or yes. or whatever. You know, the pansy, that the, like this... Or the other p word that just drives me bananas um like these it's so interesting because you know i i feel like this is a message that god is putting on my heart over and over and over again it which is the defining the the masculine and the feminine in in yeah. ways to make it clear right i mean even that woman up right we when i'm talking about it not not on the website or anything but when i'm yeah. just when i'm talking about bringing the masculine and feminine energies to the table it, it has really allowed me to have that conversation as well molly to say this isn't about men and women because i do believe that when a woman is at the table yeah. men actually let their feminine energy out more oh, i agree yeah and well, again, yeah, so, yeah. we have to create a new language around feminine versus masculine right because yeah. If feminine is um, just viewed as emotional and sort of in our stereotypical gender conversations, then we're always going to get it wrong. But yeah. when we think of feminine as um, our imagination, our ability to create and, you know, assume inspiration and, you know, this energy, you know, that energy of, of creating it and of birthing something, right? Like that's yeah. how, you know, we understand as women, we birth ideas and, you know, all of, all of the time. And then the will, the masculine energy to get it through, right? Yeah. The action. So yeah. it's like that 
than that is like there's a lot of male who are incredibly inspired thinkers and innovators yes um that's feminine energy that yes. is not masculine energy yes. that is the feminine to be able to innovate um you know that is what that is and i think we need to shift it so yes. that we don't think of it as the p girl versus boy no. or or man versus woman yeah completely agree and i think that that is that is one of the beautiful things about our all of our collaborations molly is because i think we both have pretty balanced energies mm -hmm. on both sides you know like we can yep. we can pull out the let's 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 get her done let's yep. focus and get her done but there yep. also is this beautiful uh, the feminine energy that that weaves all of these amazing things together that we then bring out into the world and create something um, you know next level so i think that that we are an embodiment of that and i think that that one of the things we can do is start highlighting other people who are doing that too, the, the, the men and the women who are doing the same thing. So it, for those of you who are listening or watching, if you have great examples of people like that in your life, we'd love for you to drop their names in the comments because we'd love to have a, a chit chat with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, before we do our meditation, mm -hmm. the, there is, there's one other kind of self-reflection question that mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I highlight because I loved the conversation around this as well, Molly. And it was, as we're getting ready to say yes or no yes. to, anything as we're getting ready to decide yes or no to anything yeah. Yeah. food drink networking paint colors <laughs> is this going to help me step closer to this beautiful new version of myself that i am seeking to become yeah. right does this does this lemongrass paint color serve that vision yes it does <laughs> Do these flowers serve my vision of this becoming? Yes, right? Like these things, the things that I'm surrounding myself with, my tea, your tea, your cup, these decisions that we're making every single day, are they serving that vision or not? It's such a fun filter to go through as you're yeah. making decisions. I think it, it really opens up and makes it um, actionable, right? Like, I love that. Is this choice helping me become the best version of me that I've said, that I've stated, that I've written, I want to become. Well, what's beautiful about that one is the consciousness, that layer of consciousness, so that we don't just move through the day and then lay our heads on our pillows and, you know, realize that, you know, another cycle has passed without our being awake and present in it, right? Yes. So, that layer of consciousness in terms of how we actually um, can live does in fact start with the very small mundane decisions. You know, yeah. it does, right? That's yeah. Yeah. that's it. Um, I think that's why the Marie Kondo or Kondo, Kondo, the, the joy Kondo, of- I think you're right, Kondo. Kondo. That's, I think why that resonated so well with people is because they realized what she was really saying and that is if it doesn't bring you joy, ditch it, right? That yep. we hold on to so much just because we're holding on to so much you know yeah. we really don't need it so if it's not serving your highest good just let it go send it down the river um yeah. you know and that's really important because um well we we have to send lots of things down the river whether we want to <laughs> you know like we do that's it's so true it's so true oh my goodness ah <sighs> i know we can talk about this 
for another three hours. However, <laughs> I'm ready to meditate and, and think on this a little bit more. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the meditation. I don't, I, I'm saying these words and thinking that's, I'm becoming a better version of myself because I'm excited to meditate. <laughs> well, today's meditation is actually um, one of my favorites. It's really an important process um, to understand your chakra system. Your chakra system is sort of, um, and it's C-H-A-K-R-A for those who want to Google it. Google, you got to Google the chakra system, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's this idea that we each have seven energy wheels um, that basically align um, with our spine. And um, in order to be in our fullness, this um, the energy needs to flow. Um, and most of us are at all different points of in our of our life are are blocked um, in different in our energies, right? So this is about sort of opening up um, and um, unblocking, if you will. So take that tall seated spine. Um, if you're seated, seated on the ground in crisscross applesauce or easy pose, or if you're on a chair like we are, just really maybe take off your shoes and just ground through the feet. Find those sitting bones. Reach up through the crown of the head. Find that tall lifted spine. And we're going to bring our awareness to the very base of our spine or our root. This is our root chakra. And I want you to visualize a red glowing ball here, right at the very base of your spine. And in your mind's eye, the silent mantra to say is, I am safe. And just repeat that to yourself, visualizing that red glowing ball. I am safe. And then we're gonna bring our awareness up to the space just below our navel. This is our sacral chakra. The associated color here is orange. And this is our storehouse of our creativity and our sensuality, our sexuality. And the mantra here to repeat in your mind's eye is I am creative. I own, you know, ideaing this idea of our creativity. I am creative. Now we're bringing the awareness up to the space at our belly. This is our Manapura chakra, our solar plexus. This is the storehouse of all our energy, our will. The associated color here at the belly is yellow. So first imagine a beautiful yellow glowing ball. And the mantra associated with this is I can do. Bringing the awareness to the heart center. This is our, um, our uh, heart chakra. The associated color with our heart chakra is green. And the associated mantra is I am love. Moving up to the throat is our throat chakra. The associated color here is a beautiful indigo, a deep, deep blue. The associated mantra with our throat chakra is I can speak. This is our place of truth, of communicating clearly. And so I can speak and you can speak that truth. Bringing the awareness to the space between our brows, our third eye. 
The color here is a beautiful purple violet color. And the associated mantra is I can understand. And our third eye is really about cultivating that inner wisdom. We're creating that triangle here between our two seeing eyes and our internal eyes. I can see inside and outside. And then finally hovering over the crown of our head. This is our crown chakra. And imagine a beautiful white light from shoulder to shoulder, or maybe a golden halo, or I like to see a beautiful rainbow flag. <laughs> and the color here, or the mantra here is I am. Big collective breath in together and let it go. Uh, I love the rainbow flag. <laughs> 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 I love you, my friend. Oh, thank you everyone for joining us. I look forward to catching up on all the, the notes and the comments and I will go back in and drop the links. I know that you've got a couple of things that you're going to link in there. Yeah. Oh, I'm so thankful for today. I'm so thankful for all of you that are listening and watching and participating in the replay. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week, but you can find us anytime in between right here on social. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace.